Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms, as well as discussing some of the films and shows we can't stop binging on. I am Hannah Fernando. Yes, and I'm Ian McEwen, feature writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine for all your streaming needs. Uh, so coming up on today's show, we're going to be talking about the real life crime story Lost Girls on Netflix. Um, and we're also going to be taking a look at Bert Kreischer. Hey, big boy. Mm. Yes, it's a stand up on uh, Netflix on Tuesday. So this is the shows and movies that are arriving from Friday the 13th of March 2020. So now I'm thinking, should have done a horror theme. Yes, yeah, too late for that, Ian. Hindsight's yeah, a wonderful hindsight's thing. Yeah, a wonderful thing. Okay. Um, we'll also be talking about The Boss Baby. Ooh. Yes, not so great after all. Um, <laughs> but I cannot wait to talk about Lost Girls because that is excellent. Yes. We'll also be revealing what we're binging on and answering this week's big question. Mm. But before we start, as ever, in what's in the news? Well, I'm glad you asked me that because the big <laughs> news is, of course, I'm going on holiday which is very exciting. I'm so jealous. Jealousy is such an ugly thing, but I have it right now. So that means that as part of this week's news flash, uh, I've got to flag up that it's the big Disney launch. Yes. Uh, next week, could this be the streaming platform to rival Netflix? Netflix surely are going to get a bit hurt by this, aren't they? You'd have thought so. It's a crowded market. But yeah, they're, they're like... that. Their annual subscription is quite good value. They, they've got all their Star Wars. Having said that, though, Netflix is much, much broader than Disney. It be. is broader. You're right. Mm. Do you like all the Marvel stuff? Do you like I'm, not, I'm not a lover of the Marvel stuff. Would you get Disney for your young I children? Don't know that, I don't know that I would. Okay. I'm not sure. I, n- no, I don't, I don't know that I would. Fair enough. Sorry. Another, th- <laughs> another thing that we would have been talking about had I not been swanning off on holiday is uh, The English Game mm. which is a new Julian Fellows series the chap behind Downton Abbey Gosford Park uh, and it's all good. about the origins of uh, football the very early days of football in the 19th century Do you have like a documentary kind no, of it's a drama about it. it has a, dr- it's it's a, a drama. drama yeah so uh, do you like do you like the, the fellows like the do you like all yeah, that Downton do. uh, yeah. like a bit of that of course you? I do Ian did you see we've the film we've been doing these podcasts long enough did you see Downton <laughs> certainly did was it any good yeah, you, what you're telling me you haven't no oh this is terrible although well, like... I did watch over the weekend A Handful of Dust Okay. And Classic you... period drama, but that's by the by. What have you got news wise? <laughs> I'm going off well, on a tangent. <laughs> we have the Eddie, um, which will launch um, on Netflix on the 8th of May 2020. Um, it's directed by the Academy Award winner Damien Chazelle from La La Land. Ooh. So it should be very, very good. Yes. Um, it's an eight episode drama. And it takes place in the vibrant and multicultural neighbourhoods of modern-day Paris. Um, and it, it's about a kind of celebrated jazz pianist in New York, Elliot Udo, who's played by Andre Holland, um, and is now the, who's now the co-owner of a, a struggling club, The Eddie. That's where the title comes from. Um, and he manages the house band fronted by lead singer, um, on-again, off-again girlfriend, um, oh. Maya, I think is how you pronounce her name. Well, you've certainly given me plenty of information there. What I neglected to do, and I'm going to correct that now, is I didn't tell you that The English Game comes to Netflix on the 20th of March. Oh, okay. I'm going to be watching that. 
Definitely. But I think you're going to be watching this. Uh, I could be wrong. So it's <laughs> it's Lost Girls. Yes. It's on Netflix. It's on Friday the 13th of March. So it's um, feature length crime story. It's a mother's fight to find her missing daughter. It's based on a true story. I didn't know that bit, but I, it's yeah. even more sort of heart-rendering, I suppose, once you know that. And let's have a listen to a clip. What was she doing in a gated community, 100 miles away from home in the middle of the night? My daughter didn't run away. She's missing. Her last contact with anyone was to 911. What happened? I'm just a driver. I wait in my car, and that's all I do. Honestly, who spends this much time looking for a missing hooker? Hannah, I suspect this could be up your street. Am I right? Yeah, you absolutely are. It's quite punchy. Um, as you say, it's it's crime. Um, Amy Ryan, who is an Academy Award nominee, she plays um, uh, Mary Gilbert, who basically has to start her own investigation after her daughter goes missing and she feels that no one's doing anything about finding out where her daughter is because she's just gone missing without a trace so she she goes to uh this she lives in a uh, sort of enclosed kind of um uh, what, do you, what do you call them? A, a kind of a gated, gated development. Gated development. That's, that, that's my words. dream. I was struggling. That's for. my dream. I've always wanted to yeah. live in a gated. She was living one of those. So she goes to Long Island and she stumbles across something that's much much bigger than she ever thought. So she finds that over a dozen sex workers have been murdered there. So it becomes part of a much bigger investigation. But the difference about this is that it's a mother's quest. She's. Mm. She, she, I. This is my daughter that's gone missing. This is very, very it's personal. And every time they find a body, she sits there and waits to hear whether it is Shannon. Um, it, it's it's really very good. I think people will really enjoy it. It's an interesting premise, isn't it? In that, that you think, well, I mean, unless you know about the real story, which, which we're probably not that familiar with it over here, are we? But no. the fact that her, the initial investigation, which is into her daughter, then, as you were saying, it it then leads to a completely different investigation to a much bigger crime, really, exactly. isn't it? Uh, she's great, isn't she? So very, good. Very, very good and in this. And so passionate. I mean, any mother can kind of imagine her plight. And, you know, she's saying, I'm the one person that has to fight for this. This is... Is I have to get to the, I have to find out where she is, where she's gone, what's happened. Because she just goes missing out, out of thin air, really. I would watch that. I will watch it. Mm. Uh, now, some, a bit of a change of pace. Yeah. Oh, I think just a bit. Maybe this isn't quite so much your thing. Not so much. No. B stars. Mm. Um, now, <laughs> frankly, it's just awful. <laughs> I just don't You're like it. You're going to have to say anthropomorphic, <laughs> aren't you? trying to this is a a japanese manga series um written and illustrated by i'm going to try and pronounce this correctly paru it's a jackie that is good research there yeah um who has won multiple awards so you know don't (laughs) don't knock it don't knock it but essentially it's um, a cartoon really um about a world where beasts of all kinds coexist and the main the main Character is a wolf. I don't know what more is to say about it. I mean, it's, well, it's scheduled for March the 13th, another one. It's a bit of a horror show for me. I don't think I can sit through and watch any more, but. I started looking into this, uh, and it, yes, it's about this sort of, as you say, the the carnivores of this animal world. They still have, even though these animals all coexist peacefully, they still get the kind of bloodlust. 
and they yeah, ate, they have to overcome it. So this wolf is getting the urge to eat this. I think it's a lamb. It's a lamb uh, or a rabbit. So it's all quite intense and it's dark really, and kind of really angsty. Dark. But while researching it, uh, I stumbled across this whole world that sometimes you do while surfing the internet, don't you? That I was previously unaware of. <laughs> well, it is partly a bit dark. So there are these people called furries. You must know about this. You've got your finger on the pulse. <laughs> no, and what they, what they like doing is that they're into... Um, anthropomorphic there yeah. i've said it animals so uh, animals who are like humans a bit like bojack yeah. horseman you could yes. say so what they like to do is dress up mm. in these animal costumes mm. cosplay however in some kind of niche areas of the furries uh they do more than just dress up yeah. as animals they do yeah, other things you, you went to a dark place I'm not you really go into did. that well, you these there are documentaries aren't they I mean, not just about furries <laughs> but, I mean there's people that want to be babies I mean people just do this stuff I knew you'd get onto this well actually you're segueing very nicely into a later show yeah I am shall we go for it alright come on okay the boss baby mm. back in business <laughs> um, this is an American computer animated web television series um, and it's uh, produced by DreamWorks what what do you mean, what? I can't explain what what means. I just say it. Wait, is this about the babysitter? It's fine. It is not fine. When I gave up that corner office at Baby Corp, it was to join this family with these parents. And I accepted that these parents would be in charge from time to time. Not some Marisol. You're way too angry about this. Am I? So it's a follow-up of the 2017 film, The Boss Baby, um, and it's loosely based on the book of the, by the same name by Marla Frizzi. Have you seen any of it? Yes. It's not great, is it? It's just a bit weird. I don't like it at all. I, I mean, having said that, however, I don't think, uh, for instance, American Dad is funny. Okay. Which is a massive hit animation, so what do I know? But yeah, I mean, the film has... Alec Baldwin doing the baby voice, didn't it? So it's this baby that's dressed in a suit and it's kind of like... Yeah, it's like, this isn't this some isn't people a crash. Have, we're going to go out have, and rule the world. Some people have said this baby with the tiny hands and uh, looks a little bit like a famous uh, politician. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen the movie, but at least that had going for it, the fact that Alec Baldwin was yeah. voicing the baby. This hasn't got that. So yeah, I did watch some of it and to be honest... I didn't know why the baby was in a suit, A. Uh, perhaps I'm missing that itself, point. But I just didn't find it funny. It's kind of like the same joke hammered home again and again. But I'm sure it's not aimed I, at I, me. No, you know, I, think, I think... Maybe the kiddies will find it fun. I, I no. don't know. I, I, I think it's a certain person that enjoys these kinds of animated... Maybe um, the people who like dressing up as babies. The furries. They're not furries. No, but the furries the might furry like it baby. as well. Oh, the furries might like it. Might like, I don't know. Okay. We're going to have to be careful because there's a whole, you, you know, you would be careful about criticising the furry community. Oh, I'm not criticising them. It's I think I'd love to dress up as a woodland creature. You should. I see you as a, perhaps a squirrel. Well, I like squirrels. Can I be an endangered red one, please? You can. We've gone slightly <laughs> off track there, but I think it was worth it. Now, I hate to say it. I mean, usually we, we, we're quite positive, I like to think, on... We are. We haven't been so far. Well, you haven't had those girls, actually. This is... This relates to this week's big question which mm. I'm not going to give away just yet uh, Bert Kreischer 
Hey, yeah. big boy, did you enjoy this? Um, do you know what? I've been so negative, I'm going to say, yeah, I, 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 this is okay. Wow. You've shocked me there. Because one of the things that uh, Bursch is famous for, I've not seen this guy before. He comes on stage and he uh, takes his top off mm. and everyone cheers. Mm. So if you think that kind of thing is funny... I don't. Then they, no, but I'm I've, not saying you. I feel like I've been overwhelmingly negative about everything, so I need to give this no, guy a nice. bit of a that's fair break. Yeah. So, um, yeah, his sort of... His shtick is, mm. apart from taking his top off and everyone cheering, he talks about, you know, being a dad, how he's a bad husband, his daughters getting their periods it's all not very politically it's, correct it's all stuff that you don't want all. your dad it's to kind of talk like the about blue collar guy i'm gonna tell it how it is you know uh don't I, don't make me be all politically correct you know I hate it's it. not my cup of I hang on wait it. a minute a minute ago you're saying you i just it. i was lying to myself <laughs> there's nothing good about this <laughs> well i mean that leads me on nicely to um well, now, I'm too early for the big question. I'm going to round up the other new releases. Okay. Don't try and stop me. Okay. There's a lot, actually, this week. So, have you ever seen Black Lightning? Oh, Not no. the phenomenon, the superhero. No. Uh, well, series, <laughs> series three of that starts on Netflix on Tuesday. That's actually... Um, I don't mind this. It's a bit different to the other superhero stuff. It's about... The superhero is Black Lightning... But he's actually, he retired from being a superhero and he became a high school teacher because he thinks he can do more good uh, keeping kids on the straight and narrow. But mm. he's sort of forced back into his uh, lycra suit. Oh. Yeah, I didn't mind it. Before okay. we die, did you watch any of this? No. No, I like this. I need to watch it, so, clearly. This is available on all four. It's series two. So I watched uh, some of series one. It's Scandi Noir. And it gets off to the most cracking start. So this female detective, she turns up at a, a, a teenager's party and uh, arrests her own son for drug dealing. It's great. It's a woman, <laughs> a, a woman after my own heart. Who needs friends like that? Or so, family? Yeah, it's a classic Scandi Noir. She's having an affair with a colleague. Uh, yeah, complex family life, all quite moody. Um yeah, what else is on? Westworld is back on Sky Atlantic, Series 3 of that. Do you like all that, the robots? Yeah, I don't mind that so much, but I'm more interested in the, in, in the next thing you're going to mention, or shortly going to mention Cold Feet. Oh, well, why don't you round up the sort of Britboxy type stuff? Well, yeah. Are you a fan of Britbox? Well, it's got some great stuff it in it, but... Some, but it is all... I kind of... I'm so mean. I'm so yeah, mean, I, I think all this stuff that used to be sort of, I think of as free... Do I now want yeah, to pay I get for it? it. I, but I'm very mean, are. so, you know. No, but I agree with you. It kind of it sticks in your throat a bit. What have they got? Um, what well, they've got, got Cold Feet, oh. Series 9. Um, and, yeah, well, there's nothing not to love about Cold Feet, is there, really? Absolutely. No, it's great. I love it. It's just such a good series. And although I do, I wonder whether this will take... Will we take a break now? I think we'll take a break, don't we? And sort of... Do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's a really difficult one because you, as, as people grow older, the, the fear, which we often talk about, is that you know, it just doesn't work or gel in the same way. Mm. And it had the new coupling, didn't it, this time Yeah, it didn't. Around. I think yeah. that's worked very well, actually. But okay. I think uh, after a time, you think, a bit like the Gavin and Stacey, you know, was that Christmas one? It was a hit, as it turns out. Yeah, but it was. might not have been. Mm. And you, you sometimes best to leave good memories as a memory. I agree. What else is coming out on Britbox? Well, White House Farm. White House Farm. Did you watch that? Uh, yes. I thought it was great. Yeah. Superb. Yeah. 
Uh, Grantchester, do you watch that? Yeah, yeah, of course I do. It's got a hot vicar in it, is that right? There's (laughs) a hot vicar. What's not to like? Everyone's doing hot vicars. (laughs) I was a bit like a vicar this morning, I realised when I put my black jacket on, I just have a white dog collar here. That's what my child told me anyway. I'll stop you there. Thanks. Um, So, it's time to ask you, what have you been binging on? Um, Well, my children have introduced me a show on Netflix called A Series of Unfortunate oh, Events. Yes. Have you heard of I've it? I've watched the film with Jim Carrey. Oh, Lemony okay. Snicket. Yeah, Lemony Exactly. Yeah, it's very good. So it's about Count Olaf, portrayed by Emmy-winning um, actor Neil Patrick Harris. Mm-hmm. And it's a strange one, actually, because it's quite dark in places. It is it's dark. actually very dark in places, but this is suitable for children. I'm not really bad. Children, they like Jeopardy, don't they? But they're... They, they stop at being really terrible. I mean, it's really horrible. So they, they they don't like children. Count Olaf and his and his bit on the side. They don't like. They actually don't like anyone that's sort of. They're very selfish. They want sort of world domination, if you like. And they're just really awful to this family. And they kind of. They get this little baby who that's does got a really cute talk. baby in it. I like she the baby in so that. She's so cute, but they keep kind of putting her. She escapes. She's the what, the wolf baby. She roars like a wolf. Um, but yeah, I mean, they stop at any point of doing anything where you see anything horrible. But yeah, I mean, they starving her and keeping her in a box and things like that. Yeah, that does happen. But it's interesting how (laughs) much kids' literature and film is about orphans, you know, or kids in peril, you know, kids in homes, care homes and orphanages and... Yeah, it's a real... I haven't watched the end of this yet and I don't know whether all... Because with, like, with the Disney stuff, like you say, there's kind of always that jeopardy and peril and there's always an awful there's always a there's always a loss isn't there very very quickly yeah yeah um but usually ends up back with the equilibrium restored let's hope so let's hope so very much like this podcast so. uh, <laughs> well, we can only hope. what are you what are you binging on because i'm uh, very much all about sticking to the theme of each week's podcast some people i say i take it too far I watched uh, on iPlayer mm. The Big Sick, the okay. movie. Have you seen that? I don't think I have seen. The reason I watched it, it's about a stand-up comedian. A Pakistani, British Pakistani stand-up comedian. He was in the cinemas a few years ago. Got is very it their journey to becoming one? Or is... No, so he is a stand-up comedian. And then this woman shouts out during his act. He, They get chatting. They have a romance, but the problem oh, okay. is his family want to him uh, to have an arranged marriage, and they keep introducing this to all these women <laughs> from Pakistan, and he keeps it a secret. Then they, as a result of that, well, I'm not going to say what happens, but it plays out in the most unexpected way. You think it's going to be a that kind of kooky romantic comedy, but then it takes a very different turn. It's got in it Holly Hunter okay. as the girl's mum, and. Uh, Raymond from Everyone Loves Raymond, which is on every morning on uh, Channel 4. Great, classic, old American sitcom, family sitcom. It's really good. Oh, but it does, also, does sound good. Also, it ties in with this week's Very thing, good, Ellen. Which brings me... Which brings me <laughs> neatly to the, this week's big question, because we've talked about Bert Kreischer. I've talked about the big sick. I'm going to ask you, what's the best stand-up Available on streaming services. Well, I've looked into this. Have you? And I believe, for me, it mm. will be Ramesh Ranganathan. 
they're ubiquitous. Yeah. Although he's calmed down a bit lately. He has hasn't he? Last so year I he was, was all over it. Well, I was first introduced to him at um, an event, actually. Oh, that here I was we go. At, here we go. And it was a dinner, and it was a. You've had dinner with Ramesh yeah, Ranganathan. Kind of. So lots of tables, but not too many actually. It was quite intimate. And he was on the stage, and he was he was trying to entertain. Essentially, a group of journalists, which is Who really are all drinking. Yeah, really tricky yeah, gig, actually. It's hard. Really tricky. I mean, you've often you've often seen many. I've been, seen you when just... you've had a glass of wine. <laughs> I'm very nice. I'm it's not corner. pleasant. Um, <laughs> um, and actually, it didn't go down very well because he is so out there with his comedy, particularly, oh, right. particularly at that point. It was really like you'd kind of the whole audience would go. Oh, oh really. Yeah, because he he would talk about having favourite. The thing is with comedy, you can say things that aren't PC. Comedy isn't very PC, is it ever? But his was his felt really un PC. What was he saying? What was the gist? He was talking about, you know, let's be honest, we've all got a favourite child. I like that, and that's funny. Which some people would probably agree, with, but he went too far with it in the moment, and it just didn't go down very well. So from that point onwards, I thought, oh god, oh. I don't really think he's great. Having said that. Um, he then has been, he's become increasingly mainstream. He probably wouldn't do a gig like that anymore, let's be honest. Um, and I really like his work. So he, of course, he's on League of Their Own, which I'm a big fan of. And he is really funny. And, and unlike a lot of people in those shows, like on League of Their Own, they kind of just try and uh, get on the right side of Jane Redknapp or, or Freddie Flintoff. He, he, he's got a persona and he sticks yeah. with it. Miserable. And it, and it, miser- <laughs> miserable, rude, difficult, <laughs> um, narcissistic, just not very pleasant. Ticking all just, my boxes. But it works. Now, I've, I've gone from not liking to really thinking he's very, very good. He is great, isn't he? And he had so many shows on last year. So It many. was getting ridiculous. Anyone else you like? No, Are you just stick with Ramesh? I'm just sticking with him. Okay, well... You've got a few, haven't you? I can tell. I'm going to surprise you and say Bert Kreischer. Okay. Not really, no. You're not, are you? Not at all. You didn't like that. So I was glad to see some of my favourite... We were looking at a list, weren't we? There are always these lists, yeah. 100 best whatevers to watch on stream. Every week there's a list. So I was looking at a list by another publication that I won't name. Uh, no, but I'm glad to see a few of my favourites had, um, had made it. Bill Hicks was in there, okay. the late Bill Hicks. Bridget Christie, mm-hmm. she was in there. And it's someone who's related to Bridget Christie who I'm going to choose. You've heard me go on about him go before. On, do it. Her other half, Stuart Lee. Okay. Now, you can watch uh, Stuart Lee's Comedy Vehicle on BBC iPlayer. Now, I will warn you that you're either going to think he's a comedy genius or you're going to just hate it. And he reflects this quite nicely in his posters or his DVD covers, where he always puts one review from someone like the Daily Mail or the Telegraph saying, one of them says, Stuart Lee is not funny and has nothing to say. <laughs> and, he, and he's picked that up. And, and another one describes his something like a cesspit of uh, negativity. <laughs> but I think he is a comedy genius and I would recommend... Strongly that you go and watch it. Doesn't comedy do that? It does kind of do. It it does polarizing. It divides quite. I mean, let's be honest. Loads of people probably still like Frankie Boyle, but I mean, I just can't. Don't you like his travelogue? That's what I've been binge watching as well. Okay, it's hilarious. But then that's not as bad. He's subverting the travelogue. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, okay. I can see how impressed you are. I'll dip, I'll dip that. my toe in. You don't want anyone to subvert the travelogue. <laughs> well, it's uh, nearly it's time. time to wrap things up. But looking ahead to when I come back from my lovely holiday. Um, With your superior tan. There's a show coming up on Amazon Prime that I think is the kind of thing that perhaps you might enjoy. I do you like a bit of Amazon Prime? What is it? Uh, it is called Making the Cut. Mm. It's not about golf, though, is it? No. What is it about? It's about fashion. I can tell yes, you a bit about this. Yes, it's got Campbell. Yeah, on the panel. That one, on the panel. <laughs> yeah, Look that at one. You sprung back into it. life. Back into life. <laughs> well, it's presented by... You probably watched uh, Project Runway. Did yeah, you watch that? Yeah, Heidi Klum. Heidi Klum. And Tim Gunn. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it is a new fashion show. Uh, well, I, mean, I think we said it all. Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn present. They were on Project Runway together. And, well, they've recruted Naomi Campbell. Do you What's think it's going to kick off? Though? Well, is that all over that business with her being quite difficult to work with? Is that, just, is that all history? She's just a massive diva, isn't she? History. I mean, if you're Naomi Campbell, you'd uh, be a diva. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> you worked with me. You know what it's like. <laughs> Horrendous. It's awful. I don't know how I do it every week. We will also be looking at Stacey Dooley. Oh, now, yeah, she just uh, she churns out the old docos, doesn't she? She does. Of course, she started out, I believe, on. Uh, a show about fashion, didn't she? When they sent a load of teenagers to the third world to see how their fast fashion was all made. Mm. And that's what broke her. She was just, you know, someone who'd been picked at random. Well, she's very natural and quite normal, isn't she? As a, and she's a, a good dancer. And um, we you know she's good. Yeah. That's catapulted in sort of real yeah. mainstream, well, the thing isn't is, it? Once you do Strictly... You say that, though, but I was, I was thinking about unless this Unless you're day. Sean Walsh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. But even people... I was looking back at some of the people that have won over the years or, or even were in the show. And it only does certain things for certain people. I think uh, if you go out early, particularly, you've kind of had it. Yeah. Someone like Stacey Dooley, I think the British public love an, an underdog. I mean, I don't think they knew, and, and this is increasingly happening with Strictly, Strictly, you don't know who some of the people are. Um, yes. Is that a celebrity or the professional dancer? You know, there's a real... I tend not to know the uh, video influencers. I tend yeah, not to be familiar yeah, with that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why. No, I suppose that's try and get the younger vote on, yeah, on Strictly. Yeah. But so Stacey Dooley was kind of a real surprise. She came across as very likable and she was a great dancer. She had strong work ethic. Well, I enjoyed that little detour, but <laughs> I'm going to have to stop you, Hannah, and okay. say I'm looking forward to my holiday. Uh, I'll see you when I get back. I will miss you. In the meantime, keep, keep watching. watching.